0: Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn number 267, Our God is all in all, His children cannot fear, See baseless evil fall, And
2: know that God is here. Hymn number 267,
0: If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website and on the home page you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and then find the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is the Immortal Soul. And the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland.
3: The Bible, Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. First Samuel. When Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, and inquire thou whose son the stripling is. And as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. And it came to pass, When he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul and Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul and Jonathan stripped himself of the rope that was upon him And gave it to David, and his garments, even to his sword, and to his bow, and to his girdle. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tablets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, and was departed from Saul. Isaiah, O everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Psalms. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Correlative Passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Beloved brethren, since last you gathered at the feast of our Passover, the winter winds have come and gone. The rushing winds of March have shrieked and hummed their hymns. The frown and smile of April, the laugh of May have fled, and the rosy yet blush of joyous June is here and ours. In unctuous unison with nature... Mortals are hoping and working, putting off outgrown, worn-out, or soiled garments, the pleasures and pains of sensation, and the sackcloth of waiting for the springtide of soul. For what a man seeth he hopeth not for, but hopeth for what he hath not seen, and waiteth patiently the appearing thereof. The night is far spent, and day is not distant in the horizon of truth, even the day when all people shall know and acknowledge one God and one Christianity. Science reveals soul as that which the senses cannot define from any standpoint of their own. What the physical senses miscall soul Christian science defines as material sense, and herein lies the discrepancy between the true science of soul and that material sense of a soul, which that very sense declares can never be seen or measured or weighed or touched by physicality. The virgin mother's sense being uplifted to behold spirit as the sole origin of man She exclaimed, My soul, spiritual sense, doth magnify the Lord. Soul is life, and being spiritual life never sins. Material sense is the so-called material life. Hence, this lower sense sins and suffers according to material belief. Till divine understanding takes away this belief and restores soul or spiritual life. He restores my soul, says David. Jesus' personality in the flesh, so far as material sense could discern it, was like that of other men. But science exchanges this human concept of Jesus for the divine ideal, his spiritual individuality that reflected the Emmanuel or God with us. This God was not outlined. He was too mighty for that. He was eternal life, infinite truth and love. The individuality is embraced in mind therefore is forever with the Father. Hence the scripture, I am a God at hand, saith the Lord. Even while his personality was on earth and in anguish, his individual being, the Christ, was at rest in the eternal harmony. His unseen individuality so superior to that which was seen, was not subject to the temptations of the flesh, to laws material, to death or the grave. Formed and governed by God, this individuality was safe in the substance of soul, the substance of spirit, yea, the substance of God, the one inclusive good. Man is the expression of soul. The Indians caught some glimpses of the underlying reality when they called a certain beautiful lake, the smile of the great spirit. Separated from man who expresses soul, spirit would be a nonentity. Man, divorced from spirit, would lose his entity. But there is, there can be no such division, for man is coexistent with God. What evidence of soul or of immortality have you within mortality? Even according to the teachings of natural science, man has never beheld spirit or soul leaving a body or entering it? What basis is there for the theory of indwelling spirit except the claim of mortal belief? What would be thought of the declaration that a house was inhabited and by a certain class of persons when no such persons were ever seen to go into the house or to come out of it? Nor were they even visible through the window. Who can see a soul in the body? Go to the bedside of pain, and there you can demonstrate the triumph of good that has pleasure in infirmities, because it illustrates through the flesh the divine power of spirit and reaches the basis of all supposed miracles whereby the sweet harmonies of Christian science are found to correct the discords of sense and to lift man's being into the sunlight of soul. Soul and spirit being one. God and soul are one. And this one never included in a limited mind or a limited body. Spirit is eternal, divine. Nothing but spirit, soul, can evolve life. For spirit is more than all else. Because soul is immortal. It does not exist in mortality. Soul must be incorporeal to be spirit. For spirit is not finite. Only by losing the false sense of soul can we gain the eternal unfolding of life as immortality brought to light. Heaven, harmony, the reign of spirit, government by divine principle, spirituality, bliss, the atmosphere of soul...
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn?
4: Hymn number 64. From sense to soul, my pathway lies before me, from mist and shadow into truth's clear day. The dawn of all things real is breaking o'er me, my heart is singing, I have found the way. Hymn number 64.
0: And welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. Welcome one and all. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, We have quite uh, an outreach in in the form of our various websites, many of which are in foreign languages. So, literally, we do reach people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites in whatever language is appropriate for you. We have so much to offer in the way of healing and inspiring material for your reading, your studying and listening, etc. And it all comes free of charge, and it also comes with the love of this church. I'd like to point out a couple of items we're now featuring on our English language website, one of them is the most recent recent issue of Forum Highlights. You can find it on the home page of our website, and for those who have subscribed, it is in the mail. And also, there's another article that's featured on our home page, and it's called "Joy" by William Rathvon. If you've ever considered how important it is to have joy, please read this article. It's very clear, very instructive, and also very helpful. Okay, join us also every Sunday morning. We start Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 a.m., And we also offer a Sunday school for children. It meets every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. And our Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And this means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. Okay, I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, Saint Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else a chance to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But also remember that when you do so, we're gonna be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Joanne. Joanne from Florida, go ahead.
5: Hi. Um, A few weeks ago it seemed right for me to get rid of my bicycle. This idea came to me as part of prayerful work that a practitioner here was doing for me. So I prayed to God to tell me who it could bless, and after a few days I got the thought to ask the workman who was renovating our bathroom if he needed a woman's bike. He turned and smiled at me and said, As a matter of fact, yes, my wife's bike is broken and we weren't able to fix it. I was so grateful to have listened to God and that God met this person's need. I'm grateful to learn here in Christian Science that God is always speaking, directing, and blessing us, and all I need to do is listen, get rid of any human will, and obey His direction. I'm so grateful for Mrs. Eddy's Christian Science, for the practitioner's help with all that I'm learning about God here, and to be at this service tonight. And thank you, Fairly, for those readings.
0: Thank you. Dave. Dave from Florida, go ahead.
6: Years ago, when we were still living in Plainfield, I had to take a business trip down to Maryland and back. I drove there, and after the drive back, I developed a splitting headache, so I called a practitioner for help. She said she would help and gave me the following quote from Science and Health to work with. The quote is, there is no pain in truth and no truth in pain, and I worked with that. And after a little while, I fell asleep, and when I woke up later, it was entirely gone, and I have never had another one. I'm grateful to be a member here for the healing practitioners for Christian, and for Christian science. It does heal, and thank you for those readings.
0: Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead.
4: Good evening. I'd like to express my gratitude for the beautiful service this evening. In our lesson this week, Mrs. Eddy states in Science and Health on page 507, the only intelligence or substance of a thought, a seed, or a flower is God, the creator of it. It brought to my mind a wonderful example of this statement in regards to a little hydrangea bush that I have. I've had this plant for about five years, and it hasn't grown very much. And for the first two years, or first few years, actually, it it produced no flowers. The past two years, it produced only one single bloom. It was a beautiful flower, and it gave me a lot of joy. So this spring, as the bush started to get its beautiful green leaves, I made it a point to go out each morning and tell it how beautiful it was and how I was looking forward to seeing it burst forth with the beauty of God, that it was God's radiant idea. Eventually, I saw its first flower starting to form, and I laughed, saying, well, here's my one bloom. But I was grateful for it, and I kept going out every morning to tell it how I couldn't wait to see it burst forth with God's radiant love. In my delight, I started to see another flower forming, then another, then another, and to say it was overjoyed is an understatement, for unbelievably, that dear little bush now has 20 flowers forming. Proof positive to me that when love is expressed, every idea of God responds, showing forth its intelligence, substance, and beauty of God, the creator of it. I'm so grateful to God for this beautiful gift. I'm so grateful for Christian science, Mrs. Eddy, Christ Jesus, for my practitioners' loving, steadfast support, and for all that I'm being taught here in the Plainfield Church. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead.
7: Thank you very much for those clear, comforting, and vital readings. I'm so grateful for the teachings in this church. Sunday's roundtable spoke of the great blessings and healing comfort of our hymns, the uplift and joy they bring. It reminded me of an experience some years ago. At the end of a holiday weekend, when our dog, dog had an accident, and after taking him to an emergency vet whose diagnosis was dire, I found myself alone as everyone else had to go back to school or work. That night, I sat at the piano and sang through the entire hymnal. The comfort and support I felt was palpable. The closeness I felt to God and to those who were calling out to Him in thanksgiving and praise was exactly what I needed, and I feel gave me the confidence to take each step the following week and month. I went to the vets each day as they couldn't get my dog to eat, but I knew God was filling his need and was able to encourage him. After a week, they let me take him home, but after an examination and conferring with my regular vet, cautioned me to not hold out any hope. I kept holding to God's perfect creation and his, his perfect plan. I kept the dog with me constantly and carried him outside to do his business. Then one day as I was working in the kitchen, I heard the sound of his toenails clicking down the slate hall floor. I had left the dog in the next room for a few minutes, and he came to find me. I had my dog back, and he had his happy life back. I am so grateful to know that we have a God who loves us and cares for his entire creation. Thank you for this service tonight, the readings, the testimonies, and the music. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
6: I am very grateful for all I have learned about Christian science and from this church and from my practitioner. I constantly find it amazing how practical this teaching is and how using what I learn makes every part of my life better. I have been having this feeling for a while that we would need to update all of our video programs to the newer 4K format since most televisions and computer monitors and phones have that resolution now. Last Tuesday I had some time so I felt like that might be a good day to work on it. Around the same time a storm came into the area and it started to get very dark. I then had the feeling to shut my computer down which I did. And then I remembered my recycle bins were at the end of the driveway and I felt I should get them immediately. And as I was going to get them, there was lightning and thunder all around, and it was very dark, but it was not raining. When I came back, the very moment I stepped back into my garage with the bins, the rain started pouring down. And I stood there with the garage door open for a while, just thanking God for how he's constantly directing and protecting us and then I spent the next few hours praying and working, as it seemed that's what was needed that day. And by the time I turned my computer on again that evening, the time felt like it had passed to work on that project. Later that week, I had a notification that there was an update for my computer. And after updating, the programs for the video files weren't operating as they were before. I researched and I found a way to make it temporarily work so I could finish all of the translated lessons I had. But over the next few days, I was able to figure out what the real issue was, and once I did, I realized what a blessing it was that I had to stop the work on Tuesday. Had I willfully forged ahead, all that work would have been useless and would have needed to be completely redone. I'm so grateful that we're taught to demand the blessing here and also that we are taught to listen for the divine inspiration that is guiding all of us. Christian science continually proves to me that it is the real and right way. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Dale A. in Virginia.
8: This is Dale A. from Virginia. My husband, who is not a Christian scientist, Was fulfilling a dream of his to sail to Bermuda and back home to Annapolis. I thought it was a wonderful idea but as the trip grew nearer I was experiencing some doubts. It is over 800 miles and across the Gulf Stream and we've all heard the horror stories about the Bermuda Triangle. I decided to call a practitioner from Plainfield and ask for support for a safe journey for my husband, Len, and his crew. She agreed, but asked that Len also request her help. Thankfully, I was still able to reach him by cell phone as he was on his way out into the ocean, and he was delighted to have her prayers and backup. When they arrived in Bermuda... A five-day sail all I heard from Len and all the crew was how wonderful the trip was and how much they all appreciated the help of the practitioner as Len prepared to greet his new crew and sail for home he wanted to have this Christian science support again and the practitioner agreed they set sail in perfect weather but after they'd been out for a few days The weather turned ominous and the reports they were receiving on the single sideband radio were predicting storms coming their way. Len was able to reach me by satellite phone and I then reported about this upcoming storm to the practitioner. We both were praying to know that they can only be in God's perfect care and that they were in the palm of his hand. When I talked to the crew after their safe return, all they said was that they couldn't believe what they had experienced. During the trip, all around them they could see black clouds and storms, but over them, all was fine. They heard on the radio that several boats were damaged and turning back to Bermuda for safety. But as they sailed on, the good weather followed them. And into the night, they saw only stars overhead. It was as if they were in a bubble of good weather. What an amazing experience and proof of God's protection and care. We both thank the wonderful practitioner and this dedicated, independent Christian Science Church for this demonstration of what is possible if we align ourselves with divine love.
0: Thank you. Ingrid. Ingrid from California, go ahead.
1: Hello, thank you for the great readings. I would like to express my gratitude for all the blessings of divine love every minute of the day, especially in my work here in Los Angeles uh, for the houseless. Um, also want to express gratitude for this beautiful healing of finding something. It was it was something very, very important. And um, although we knew that when we got to our place, we had it, we couldn't find it anywhere. And we look in uh, usually two places that we keep this, and it wasn't there. And we look around a little, but we knew that that's the place and we always put it there. And as I prayed, I just um, affirmed that divine mind takes knows everything and divine love takes care of everything. That we need, and that's for everyone, of course, anywhere. And affirming all this spiritual truth, so great that I have learned in this science of the Christ. I just kind of shut off some things that people were telling me. Just tear up the whole place until you find it, and all this it just didn't sound like the right thing. I'm like. Um, no, I I know God is taking care of this, and it's in God's care. So I can be quiet. I don't have to get like that. And I'm just going to wait. And I know the Divine Mind will bring it to us because there's no place where we could look. We are very careful with that. since it's so important, and we only put it in two places. So we look in some places, but nothing. So I just keep on doing my work and doing good. And living in God's care. Well, some days later, we were bringing um, the kitchen scraps, since you know there's a lot of cooking uh, for the uh, vegan with meals, and we bring them to the um, community garden to the composting place they have so nicely for the whole community. And we had about ten bags of that and I was with two teenager volunteers and one of these bags I just said to one of them can you can you kind of um, put that one on that corner Um, so it's level and gave it to him and when he was dumping that he just told me hey look what is in here well there it was we were doing this work uh, probably close to 1 in the morning um, you know getting all the food ready for the next day and all that it was just such a busy day and somehow someone put all the, the scraps together with that in the bag but it was so amazing that you know among 10 bags this person was able to see that it could have been in the middle or something so only god can do those things it was kind of on the side where he could see it and so otherwise it would have been buried in a big uh pile of compost forever. <laughs> and so I we were so grateful, so grateful and I am glad that I didn't spend my time uh going like crazy and looking everywhere and you know, getting and calling or whatever. Uh I just I just was so sure that God takes care of our things and and of everything. And so grateful to know uh, and have learned about this spiritual truth and never fail. And uh, grateful for this beautiful uh, prayer gathering. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Linda.
9: <clears throat> Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. Tonight I want to express my gratitude. Uh, Several years ago, when I started to attend Plainfield Independent Church and work regularly with the Plainfield practitioner, my son at the same time was struggling with fearful thoughts that were interfering with his ability to speak in front of his peers and made school a burden for him. At times he did not want to go to school and the upsetness would make him ill. During this time, the practitioner was giving me new views of God, His creation, man, and teaching me how to live and pray correctly in Christian science. Every day I would carry a Bible or science and health citation in my pocket during the day and worked on memorizing the 91st Psalm and praying about my own fear. Over several years I began to witness positive changes in my son. He was more comfortable giving short talks in front of his peers and had less struggles in school. His health improved. This new poise was expressed in other areas of his life also. I had many lessons to learn, one of which was to get out of God's way, to stop hovering, with a false sense of responsibility and to have the expectation that he could be who God made him to be and i've learned to appreciate his individuality even more previous to this we had tried many solutions such as counseling and medication none of which were effective and he was not using any of these during this time all this growth in his character, strength, and confidence, came about with a prayer alone from the practitioner. I'm very grateful for the work of my practitioner, the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, and being a member of this church.
0: Thank you. Sharon.
10: I'd like to express gratitude for a proof of God's care and that with God, nothing is impossible. Several years ago, I was invited to join some members of the church for a few days of rest. I went into the office, and I asked my office manager if I could have the days off. And she said, I'm sorry. My mother is getting married in Puerto Rico. Uh, everything's set, we all have our tickets, the venue, everything is planned, but if you want the next week, you could have it. And I said, well, thank you, but this is the time that I would need. So she, she apologized, and I called the practitioner almost in tears, and I told her, and she said, the power of a right idea cannot be stopped. And I thought, really <laughs> I had my doubts but she had, she was firm about it she knew God was in control well a week later my manager came to me and she said you can have those days off my mother canceled the wedding that was I mean that was a miracle and I called the practitioner and we both rejoiced you know with God Anything that's right, he provides for us. And I'm so grateful. And the statement, the power of a right idea, I've used it so many times over the years. And if it's a right idea, God fulfills it. I'm so grateful for the office of practitioner, for the love and help always given, for to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Benjamin.
11: Thank you. I'm I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Um, about a little over a week ago, um, my son was scheduled for same day surgery. Um at the hospital um not far from here uh, it's something that we wanted to do because since he was born uh outside the country um he didn't get his circumcision done, and then when he came over here and I thought is the right thing to do, um my wife and I have been praying about it and thinking when was it when the best time to do for him and um i spoke with a practitioner earlier on and she told us that um she would be happy to work for him and we should let her know when the time comes so the time came at the right time that god had already planned for him and then um, I called a practitioner, and uh, uh, she lovingly said that she would be happy to work for him, and uh, she told me that he is loved by God, and uh, that we will let her know how everything goes. Um, earlier, um, uh, earlier on, I, I was a little bit nervous about him. Uh, in particular, because he doesn't like uh, doctors, he doesn't like medical environment. He doesn't like uh, their uniforms. He can identify them from a mile away. <laughs> so he doesn't he he doesn't like anything that had to do with that environment. So I was a little bit nervous about him how he was going to handle it. So when I when we went over there. And when it was time for them to take him, uh, he was very calm, and uh, I knew that, like the practitioner said, that he is loved, he's in good care of God, and then also in the loving care of the hospi- hospital um, staff. And um, I went to the waiting room, and started knowing the truth, knowing that divine love governs every activities of man and, uh, uh, and also at that moment that God was governing him. As I was praying, within less than 30 minutes, the doctor came back to me and told me, he's done. I'm like, whoa, I was expecting something longer than that. He said, no, he's done, that he's resting now, I can go and see him and when he wakes up, we can go home. I was very grateful, so I went over there and he was sleeping and I called him and I told him "Daddy's here. And he heard my voice and he was awake and uh, gave him something. And we went on our, ho- our way home. I'm so grateful how the whole process happened and I couldn't be happier. It just got to care of him really and it got to care of the whole operation knowing that divine love governs every activities, every operation of man. And, and we, come, we came home, I called a practitioner, and I told the practitioner how everything worked, how grateful I am. And uh, the healing process started. Um, the next day, he was in a little bit pain, which was normal. Nothing out of ordinary happened. And um, did after that, He was jumping all over the couch, like nothing happened. I was trying to tell him, hey, man, slow down. (laughs) Slow down a little bit. But he was back to his normal self until today. He hasn't had any setback or anything. The healing was very, very weak and fast. Um, The local area of uh, procedure has gone back to normal. And then nothing out of ordinary except that God loved him and God took care of him like his beloved child. I'm so grateful for the whole process. I'm grateful for the practitioner who loving me and always there to help us. I'm grateful for Mrs. A.D. for giving us this science that heals every situation. I'm grateful for everything that I'm learning here. And I'm most grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shardell.
2: Good evening to all. In the forum post last week, the idea was written to hold yourself superior to sin because God made you superior. This is a wonderful post that can be found on our website. It was suggested by my practitioner to work with this important concept for myself, as well as my watches for mankind. Superior is being beyond the influence of, for instance, things other than God and too great or firm to be subdued or affected by. That's 1828 Webster. I am learning that this is being just to myself. It's just to myself and trusting God. The post led us to Science and Health, page 442, where Mary Baker Eddy instructs us to be a law unto ourselves. There are many outstanding ideas on this page, one of which where Jesus said, excuse me, <clears throat> fear not little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, end quote. I once told a true story about this quote I would like to share it again. There was a little girl, three or four, three or four age, who had heard this quote from Jesus in Sunday school. And that very same afternoon, when her mother sat in a chair, put her face in her hands and wailed, I'm a flop, I'm a flop. Her little daughter came up to her mother and said, fear not little flop. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And that set everything right, and peace prevailed. And thank you for the readings and music tonight.
0: Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead.
12: Thank you. Thank you, Feli, for the beautiful readings tonight. I have a testimony from Catalonia and it reads like this, I want to give my testimony of how truth is working in my life. I had been led to Christian science literature in previous years through personal search and I felt the truth in it although I didn't understand many basic points related to matter and error. I had a deep desire to find the truth that could help me make sense of all the no sense I was perceiving in the world and in my life. After some years of studying the textbook by myself, I found your church and immediately I saw that I had been led to the right place. The articles of the early workers, the round table discussions Bible studies helped me to understand much better but it was still a big gap between what I was reading and listening to and my life all was still a theory then I decided to contact a practitioner of this church for help I needed healing and then a deep transformation began I can tell now that for me the contact with the practitioner and what she shared Had helped me with with what I felt like it was touching the ropes of the Christ and I know for sure that the wings of the Almighty have protected me all the way through her help I'm deeply astonished and grateful I only would like to share with all of you my gratitude for the latest two insights that have I've had Three weeks ago, I decided to stop the antidepressant pill that I was taking. I was in fear, but I felt immediately that I didn't have the terrible reactions I had had other times when I tried to drop it. The truth had been working and I could see clearly that if when I was feeling bad, I started to focus on some truth, the big darkness receded. Then a week ago, reading, teaching, and addresses of Kimball, I had a sudden change of perspective on how I was looking at the issue of depression. I understood crystal clearly that the point is to recognize the supremacy of goodness and to negate error, not as an entity, but as a lie about the truth, a belief only, and no thing and not to get obsessed with the illness or the emotional pain. I understood that the illness is only the warning that tells me I'm still believing in some nothingness. So it is not to fear, but to listen in order to uproot the false belief that is behind it. It impressed me when Kimball says, and I tell without quoting, that our strife is for good, to smash the supposed law of mortal mind and not for spirit against matter. I understood clearly that when thought is pure and good, we can see matter for what it is because matter is only a projection of limited mortal thoughts. Kimball made me understand in an instant what is the crux of our task. No need to negate matter but to see clearly the nothingness of error, approve the false beliefs, and let the truth replace the false beliefs. This takes care of matter. The second insight came a week later. I saw in a very real way that all that I can take in from the world that can disturb me cannot and must not be entertained even with the best intention of healing it. It has to be seen for what it is, a lie, a dream, the opposite to truth, which must be discarded as part of the old man. Every insight has been like peeling a veil of darkness. Truth works dismantling the false sense of mortal personality, that limited mortal thought I was identifying with and letting only the reality of God goodness be reflected. I am so very grateful to Truth, to Mrs. Eddie, to my practitioner, and to this church. I have found a science, the science of being, to live with, and brothers and sisters in the way. It is the greatest gift I could have ever imagined. God bless you all.
0: Thank you. Mary.
13: Good evening, everyone. I'll start out with our church website bulletin board uh, comments. The first from Virginia. Thank you all for such inspiring readings and testimonies from last week. Also, the Liberator magazine that teaches us to count our blessings. And then New Jersey. I've been thinking and praying about the situations in the world the news only reports negative things, and there seems to be a lot of bad news to report. The roundtable from June 6th opened my thought to the truth about what is going on. These evil things are being uncovered for a reason, to be healed. Mrs. Eddie says in miscellaneous writings, quote, Era when found out, is two-thirds destroyed, and the remaining third kills itself, End quote. This is a good thing. Our prayers are exposing the error, and the error is destroying itself. In the roundtable discussion, it was said to trust God's disposal of events. Trusting God, knowing the truth, and staying positive will help with the, with the healing of the nations. And then California. Thank you, lesson writers, for the most inspiring weekly lessons. I look forward to reading them each week for new inspiration and wisdom to put into practice. A few weeks ago, we had had a story about the man of God and the old prophet from First Kings 13. I read and reread the entire chapter, and its lessons are being used to help uncover deception when when it appears in its many disguises to myself and others. Last week, we had the story of Job, which highlights the entire book, not just a small section of the book. I am grateful that our weekly Bible lessons at Plainfield are formatted with all the citations from the Bible, followed by the citations in Science and Health. This format has allowed for the telling of Job's story, followed by Mrs. Eddy's citations from Science and Health, creating the perfect teaching, which demonstrates that God is the preserver of man. The whole lesson felt like a Bible study and created such a drive in me to read the whole book, which I did. I realized then that some of my favorite verses of the Bible are from Job, chapters 34 to 42. Thank you for the inspiration and wisdom which are already coming to bless from this story and the lesson. And then... uh, Letter from Virginia. Dear fellow members, with many thanks I send my monthly contribution. Many thanks for being a light in the world, shining brightly to obliterate the darkness of ignorance, despair, and hate, and pouring forth the knowledge of the Christ, hope, and love triumphant. With thanks and love. And then England. I just wanted to express sincere thanks for the excellent roundtable on June 13th about Job, together with the two earlier sessions, which were accessible from the Plainfield Church website carousel. I listened to them all, and am very grateful to have heard your discussion about the interpretation of the book from the Christian science point of view. I've never managed to read right through Job, because I couldn't understand what it was telling me. So hearing the explanation was very helpful, and I thank you. With gratitude and love to you all. And then a testimony from California. I am so grateful for being here at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Yesterday I sent an email to the woman who unknowingly introduced Plainfield to me many years ago. Thanking her for making me aware of this church. Without her, I don't think I would have found Plainfield, and it took many years before I was in a place that would propel me forward to seek a new church. But when that time came, and all recollection of the name of this church came to thought, and I pursued it, and I have been so blessed. Sometimes people... Speak of having to do a redo on something in their lives that they have not been doing correctly. Well, I found that I had many misconceptions of so many things in Christian science that kept me from progressing spiritually as I should have. And I am doing a redo, relearning the correct ways to see things, and I am spiritually as I should have. And I am a do, doing a redo, and I'm so grateful for all the articles by Mrs. Eddy and all the early workers in Christian science that are placed on the Plainfield Carousel. Each provides a new perspective of a spiritual fact that becomes a lesson to practice. I am grateful for our Plainfield practitioners who also work to teach and inspire us and are actively involved in supporting us in our practice of Christian science. Without them, we would be like boats without rudders. Gilbert Carpenter, Sr. wrote in The Privilege of Going to Pleasant View from Watches, Prayers, and Arguments, quote, Mrs. Eddy's earthly home called Pleasant View or Chestnut Hill is not important to students today, but her sense of home that she established is, namely a place where one seeks to establish divine mind as supreme in all that he does, even in the most commonplace and menial tasks, and to continue this effort until he has made divine mind, his permanent mind, and all belief in a so-called human mind has been ruled out." I believe that Plainfield is my sense of home spoken about in this article, and it is the place where, where I am learning to quote, establish divine mind as supreme, end quote, in all that I do. I'm very grateful uh, for those beautiful readings tonight on soul, so many beautiful passages. Soul is such a beautiful synonym of God expressing the joy and beauty of soul. I'm grateful in this church where I learned a deep appreciation for our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, to treat it as a textbook, to study, to learn from it, to, to read it every day as you would a textbook. And then also for Mrs. Eddy's other book called Prose Works. That was a very greatly beloved book by Mrs. Evans, and she was always giving us wonderful statements from it to work with. One of them was read tonight. It was in miscellaneous writings. On page 104, in the statement, it is referring to Christ Jesus, and Mrs. Eddy says, Formed and governed by God, this individuality was safe in the substance of soul, the substance of spirit, yea, the substance of God, the one inclusive good. This was often given in um, maternity cases. The idea that this individuality was formed and governed by God and was safe in the substance of soul, such a beautiful thought to work with, and I still work with it in many different instances in just knowing the true individuality for every every person. Um, personality implies perhaps things that aren't so, so good, uh, a human personality. But individuality is given to us by God, and it is perfect in Him. In those pages and miscellaneous writings, it goes on about individuality. I'll just read one more, um, and I would suggest you all work with it. it. It's wonderful, those pages 104 and 105. Mrs. Eddie says, Clothed and in its right mind, man's individuality is sinless, deathless, harmonious, eternal. His materiality, clad in a false mentality, wages feeble fight with his individuality, his physical senses with his spiritual senses. The latter move in God's grooves of science. The former revolve in their own orbits and must stand the friction of false selfhood until self-destroyed. These paragraphs and few pages are a complete treatment to maintain one's own individuality in God, his complete perfection in which he is free from all these false beliefs that the human mind would like to pin on him. So I'm so grateful to have a deep appreciation of both science and health and prose works and for these wonderful, powerful statements given to us by Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you all for a most beautiful service. It's a joy to be with you tonight.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
9: Hymn number 221. I'll read the third verse. O science, God sent message, to tired humanity, Thou art love's revelation of truth that makes us free. Thy kingdom, God within us, Shows forth love's sweet control. God's idea man rejoices, He knows the reign of soul. Hymn number 221.